Welcome to the Seashore Church Message of the Week. This message is designed to bring more of heaven into your world today. For more resources like this, or to learn more about our church, visit seashorechurch.com. Well, hello. <laughs> so, it's, it's 11.30. Do you think I can finish in 30 minutes? <laughs> Clayton's like, I don't think you really can. He's like, leaned over and go, do you need a watch? <laughs> I love you so much. But that was funny. <laughs> so, and by the way, weird, weird used to mean amazingly wonderful and awesome God. In our cult, he was saying earlier, she won't let me use the word. I actually will. I think we do need to talk about it and reclaim the word weird because weird used to mean awesome, wonderful. God is amazing. Look at all these because signs and wonders. Weird was because, oh, it's weird. They couldn't understand the supernatural and it was a word of awe and amazement. And so I just love that. We've got to reclaim that word. And here's another word that we've got to help people be un- um, not uncomfortable with, be comfortable with. Um, one of the songs here is like, I am a newborn mystic. What does that mean? <laughs> I know some people in the room would have been like, I'm a mystic? What is now? What, what church did I land in? I do know that, that some people would have thought that. But let me just tell you this. In Matthew 13, 11, and in Mark 4, 11, and in Luke, you can write this down, in Luke, uh, uh, I forgot which one, uh, 8.10, Luke 8.10, all three of those where I just said, they all say this, Jesus' words to his own disciples were, the mysteries of the kingdom of God have been made known to you, or the secrets, depending on the version you read, the secrets of the kingdom of God have been made known to you, and the Greek word there is mysterion, mystery. Mystic, where we get the word mystical from. It became, you know, co-opted into the New Age because the church threw out so much of the Holy Spirit for so long, right? And so the people are out there running around understanding there's power to be had and secrets and, and wisdom to be made known. And, and God actually wants to make known his heart to us and give us all kinds of understanding and revelation. It's actually what I'm talking about today, which is even funnier, that we just had so many prophetic words and um, I'm literally talking about that today. Uh, from the perspective of you are God's child. Say, I am God's child. Right? If you are God's child, you are son or daughter, Holy Spirit has come to live inside you. And one of the main, main purposes of that is for you to have this intimate, incredible you know, relationship with God where you live every single day dependent on his every word spoken directly into your heart so that you'd know his voice and be confident in knowing his voice. And that's every single believer in the new covenant. So we the new covenant song, we had communion, which is about the new covenant, and all of these prophetic words that you saw today, I didn't even count them, there were so many. And I sat, I'm actually really, ah, oh, I'm really grateful. Like, God is really good to just do that. Let's pray before I do anything else. Jesus, I do just, you know, the next 25 minutes or so, um, I do just commit this time to you and I pray out of your heart that these words would just sit into the hearts of people and help them understand who they are and that they are raised to that same place where Christ is seated at your right hand but we are co-heirs and we're seated right there with Christ in the heavenly realm. That is our spiritual reality right now. So I just pray everybody over in this room would understand who they are as your son, as your daughter and what we've been brought into and... um, 
And we're just grateful people, God. We're just really grateful. Amen. Amen. And um, uh, so what was I saying? I was saying, um, I'm actually vibrating. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, and it's biblical. It's okay. <laughs> it really is. But I know that I catch, actually, I sometimes have explained you can catch the presence of God and an acoustic instrument vibrates because I've moved it, right? That's vibration. When the Spirit of God is in a place, you can start to catch that and start to vibrate. It's the most basic way I can explain that, right? The Spirit of God is here to do, to move, to make himself known to you. The Father, his heart is so for you. He so loves you. And so I think a lot of believers walk around church world not knowing that. A little bit afraid of the Father. Jesus is good. I'm good with Jesus. He's the one who died for me. Holy Spirit. Ah. People are scared of him. Father, he's the wrathful one. Don't talk to me because you're wrathful. And all of that is wrong. All of that is so wrong. Because Jesus came as the perfect revelation to make everything about the Father known. So everything that Jesus walked around doing and loving and everywhere he went and how he ministered and how he loved and the very fact that he died was him representing the Father to us in human form, right? And then the Holy Spirit has been given to you into your heart to dwell with you in your heart as God in your heart. You've become the tent or the tabernacle of God. And the purpose of that is he wanted to make your heart his home so you would know how much he dignifies you as a human. Like, isn't that a big thing? He has dignified the human by making the human heart his home. Right? Like, that's... Nothing else in this world will really matter or rattle you. No opinion of man will ever come. No accusation that someone else throws your way, a bit of gossip or anything that ever comes your way will ever wreck you when you know that God in heaven is who dignifies you and he's made you his home. He's filled you with the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are three persons, yet one unique something that's beyond our understanding very often, but still three persons, yet one God. Deuteronomy 6.4 said that, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And it was one of the first, it's the first statement in the Bible of one God. There is one God. And it was spoken to the Israelites right before they were going to go take the promised land and kick out all the false demon gods. It's one God. He wants us to do the same today, kick out all the false gods. <laughs> and when we can align our heart with who he is, understanding one God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit together, who through the Holy Spirit dwells in you. It's the Holy Spirit's presence with us. Jesus and Father are seated in heaven, but heaven is not far away. It is right here around about us. And there is a veil that we can't often see through. I know in this room, because I do too, I know in this room there's other people who often really do see in the spirit. I'm so thankful for that gift. Uh, um, it's just it's part of the prophetic gift or discernment gift. It can be either operating either. Um, but here's the thing is when you, when you, so we're seated, our position is from the spirit seated with Christ in heavenly realms. He's victorious, so we are victorious. He's alive, so we are alive, right? So there's no, there's no question about that. We've just got to realize it. And when we start to like actualize that or you know, live in that reality, we do become the people, just like the Israelites when they had to walk through and kick out all the demons, demon gods that were messing with the nations back 
in, in Cana, the promised land, it's the, same, it's the same mantle on us. Go, extend the borders, spread out, take dominion, spread out to the left and the right. Change the world around about you because everywhere you go, God who's in your heart gets to express the love of God and the power of God through your life. And that's the whole point. So it's for you because he wants to, you to know he dignifies you. He loves you so much. He's dignified you and made your heart his home. And that is a great, great blessing for you, right? But then on the other side, you stand up and you go, now it's my job to go take that message to everybody else because he wants to do that for everybody else. You can't shut up about that, can you? So trying to watch my time. I'm not even preaching the message, but which is fine because I'll cut it short anyway. Open up to Romans um, chapter 8. I'm reading from the NIV, okay? I'm reading uh, about being... um, The title of my message, uh, maybe I'll just use it another day or talk about it another day because I'm compressing everything so much right now. Uh, Sons and daughters, right? You are a child of the King of Heaven. Uh, Actually, Jesus is our, it's it's weird, right? Because he's our brother, but he's also our husband. (laughs) So don't get get the wires crossed. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Should not have gone there. Um, We are to be people who live prophetically. The sons and daughters of the Father live prophetically. To live prophetically just means that I know how to catch revelation every single day and I know how to walk it out. I know how to speak it. I know how to live it. I know how to work it out. I know what is my, the difference between my own human spirit because even Paul says in Acts at one point, he goes, I knew this was the Holy Spirit and not my own human spirit, right? We can learn to be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit and discerning between what is our own good idea or our own good intention or that which is from the Holy Spirit. Right, And so, so his, his heart for us is that we'd be this discerning and this understanding and be able then to really deal rightly. Because to be people who walk around with revelation and communicating the Father's heart to the people, the lost and broken world, um, is, is a way that we really become very evangelistic in the way that we live because now we're just walking around like Jesus did, like loving people in your world but also giving them prophetic words and we know that the word of from heaven, a word from heaven won't, won't fall to the ground without God accomplishing the purpose in it, right? We know that the prophetic word into a life brings heart, uh, like absolute change. It literally has the power to call people into identity, right? And so that's why we're to live this way, very prophetically, catching revelation. The word revelation is apocalypso or apocalypsis. There's different ways of saying that. The book of Revelation is just called the apocalyptic book. No big deal, right? It makes sense when you understand. It's really simple. But here's what it really means. To reveal like lightning bolt to re- revelation means to reveal <laughs> uncover make known the mysteries that's why we're meant to be mystical right revelation uncovers and makes known the deep deep mysteries of god because he wants to make them known to us so that we go and make them known to everybody else it's called spreading the gospel and making god's name famous okay <clears throat> who's with me in romans chapter 8 I'm going to read this. So from verse 5, 
It says, those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. And to set their minds... Oh, actually, I better not read that section. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm going to start again over here. (laughs) Scratch that. (laughs) I'm going to read from verse (laughs) 4, halfway through. Do not live according to the flesh, right? From verse 4, you read it from NIV. Do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Verse 5 then. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Verse 6. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. What's the law now? It's like Jesus went, oh, now it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. That fulfills all of the law and the prophets, right? So, so the person who's look at, walking out in the flesh can't fulfill that. They can't love God with everything they are because they're living in the flesh. And when you live in the flesh, a little bit of your love goes to the things of the flesh. You start to listen to CNN and believe what they say over what God might want to say to you revelationally. I just made that word up. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> um, through revelation. The Holy Spirit wants to let you know what's going on in the world before you start being dragged down and listen to the, ne- the, the new cycles, which are the Baal prophets. Right? They are the Baal prophets. They lie and for two years have lied and right now, this week, are lying again. So I want people to understand the Spirit of God is in you to let you know what's really going on. And he will. I'm confident of this because he's God. He's more able and more powerful than anything. So why can't he make his heart and his will known to you? What, what, what do you think? You've got to have some person got confirm it? As if the person is better than God. No. No, it is the Holy Spirit who is God, who lives in your heart, and he wants to direct your every heart, mind, thought, thinking, prayer. Because then your prayers are going to line up really with the things he wants prayed prayed for in the earth, right? When you can just really come under what it is he's really leading your heart to and live obediently to that, you're going to be in a place of increasing your capacity and your ability to steward more of the prophetic into your life. Did you catch that? When you, hear, you get one piece of revelation and you act on it, it's called obedience. So you act on that first piece and then, and then, and then you get a bit more and you go, oh, I know, I know what to do this time because I did it last time and it worked, <laughs> right? And so next time you're like, oh, that worked. Oh, that worked. And you start increasing in your ability to just catch revelation and act on it quicker and quicker and quicker just because last, each last time it's just worked better and better. Does that does that make sense? It made sense in my brain, but I want to make sure that that's his method of teaching us. And it's the Holy Spirit who's been given to us to teach us all things. Really, to teach us all things. So, I'm going to read this again. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, now, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Skip down to verse 12. Brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to live to the flesh, 
to live, uh, sorry, not to live to the flesh according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if the spirit, uh, sorry, but if the spirit you put to death, I've, I've typed this really badly. <laughs> I typed it a little bigger, so it'd be like glasses on, glasses off when I'm reading. Sorry. Um, if this, by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. That's verse 13. Verse 14 says this, and this is really it. This is why I said in the beginning, say I'm a child of God. As verse 14 says this, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Those who are led, which is actually to live by the Spirit of God every day, to be led, guided, directed, and be obedient to. It's a word that we don't like in, in America, Australia too, right? But um, it's a word, who do I? I don't have to be obedient to anybody. And actually the Holy Spirit is just saying, yes, but if you would just surrender to me, and live obedient to me, you'll realize I have much better for you. <laughs> and I have a life for you that is going to be so incredibly fulfilling and more content and, and the, the dreams of your heart are going to be uh, blow you out of the water when they start to be fulfilled because they're my dreams that I put in you in the first place, right? As Holy Spirit. And he wants you to surrender to him and out of obedience. So this is, it's not like this harsh, driving obedience that he's wanting is wanting an act of your worship that says yes to the one that you love more than anybody else. Do you understand what I said? So it's not obedience out of harsh, harsh driving enslavement. It's obedience because now I've met the one who's filled my heart and he's given me dignity. God in heaven lives in my heart and everything that I can do in my life now has just got to be given back to him with one big yes. Of course I will live for you. So, Galatians 6, 8 says, I'm paraphrasing, it says, uh, if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap the flesh, you'll reap death. And it says, but if you sow to the spirit, those who sow to the spirit, reap eternal life, right? And every single day, everyone in this room, we get up and make choices to sow to one or the other thing. Every day. If, I, if, I, if my first thing is to switch on the news, Good Morning America, whatever the morning, do you know what I'm sowing? Flesh. I'm sowing flesh because out of that television is coming lie after lie after lie and then included flashy, shiny things, lots of idolatry ideas. And you start to think your life is not as good if you don't have the stuff that they keep advertising and idolatry slips in. Amen. <laughs> David's like, right. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. So I'm not saying don't watch television. I'm saying be very careful what you sow in. Because what you sow in becomes your lived reality. And every day we choose. And so if, we, if, I, if I'm really just feeding my life on, on things that are flesh I'm going to produce and reap into my life more things that are very detrimental to my spiritual health and my spiritual life in Christ Jesus. And if I really want to be the person who's putting Jesus Christ as the number one thing in my life and really living to honor him, I've got to be able to say no to those other things. Realizing saying yes to him brings more of him and more relationship and more revelation and more intimacy with the God of heaven into my life. Right? You reap what you sow. If you reap 
into this spirit and, re- and really, like, sorry, so into the spirit, so into your relationship with the Father and let him be the one who really starts to direct you and lead your life. You will be a person who lives every single day by spontaneous revelation. And Jesus said, I think it's Matthew 4, 4, he said that men will not live on bread alone, but because he meant physical bread, but by every word that flows from the mouth of the Father. And that is the whole point. We are supposed to live every day on the word, very word that just flows again and again and again. Father has thousands of thoughts for you about your life. Actually, not, not just thousands, like thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands, because you can't count them. He said, if you were to count this grains of sand on a seashore, you'd not be able to know, count how many thoughts, right? There's more thoughts. But then he has the same thoughts for you, right, Reese? talking to you (laughs) and then he has the next amount of thoughts like for you like his good thoughts towards you are you beautiful like and and not just not just like beautiful in a fluffy way strong brave brilliant woman who stands on the rock and knows what it is to stand on the rock that is Jesus Christ and let him really shine through you like that strong you're a strong woman right but he has he has words like this over everybody's life, right? Every single person in this room. His thoughts toward you are good. I started by saying that some people have this wrong idea of who Father is and think that he is harsh, wrathful. Uh, There is wrath. There is a wrathful side. It was poured out on the cross of Christ and now is saved up for the day of vengeance, which we're actually seeing some judgment take place, But, but is saved up for people who deny Jesus Christ. But the, spirit, the person who's made Jesus Christ their Lord, there's none of that for you. There's no wrath for you. There's no judgment out of heaven for you. That was poured out on Jesus Christ. So you can come boldly into the presence of God, live every single day in his presence, right? That's the purpose. Jesus died for you and literally opened up the way for you to just walk straight into the Father's presence, boldly, strongly, and, and enjoy this relationship with you, with, with him. He wants you to enjoy him. I think about that. Like the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, they want you to know what it is to enjoy relationship with them. I mean, does that like, like kind of just make you start thinking a little bit different about how you even might sit with him in the morning and pray? Like he wants to make himself known to you and he wants you to enjoy that. But that changes how you think prayer is like this hard discipline. Prayer, when you realize he loves your presence, he wants to be with you, makes prayer then a great delight, doesn't it? Oh my gosh, I get to sit with the king of heaven. I get to have coffee in the morning with the king of heaven or whenever it is that you do it. I get to drive in my car and talk to you, the king of heaven, and you're here with me and you want to know my thoughts and you want to know what I think about and we can have in jokes together because that's what relationship is and does, right? I have to be finished. It's 11.56. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm going to do this. Um, the rest of this is maybe for another day, maybe never. That's all right too. <laughs> um, I, I'll read this scripture actually because it just Jesus' own words. John 16. Open up to John 16. I stuck this on Facebook this morning. 
Because this is, this is their, their three persons. This is their heart. Jesus, from 13, 14, 15 and 16 and even into 17, it's the last night. Jesus is with his disciples for the last night, right? And so the foot washing happens. He's talking to them and it's just long conversations before they go out to the garden at Gethsemane and he prays, not my will but yours, right? But that whole, all of those chapters, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, it's all one conversation. And so read it understanding that. And read it as if it's written to you. Because it is. Right? It's written as an intimacy. There's intimacy in it. And there's invitation from your heart into relationship with God through those chapters. Okay? But here's what Jesus said in 16. Because he's literally saying, I have to leave you, but don't be afraid. Right? And then he says this. Verse, chapter 16, verse 13. When he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears and he will tell you what is to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the father is mine. Which is funny because we're co-heirs, right? Think about that. Jesus just said, all that belongs to the Father is mine. But we're also co-heirs with Christ. Doesn't that raise the human dignity again? Like, doesn't that raise you to a place of, this is what the Father wants for you, to be raised to this place so that you understand who you are as a son or a daughter of the King of Heaven who walks on this world that was created for you, not the devil. We've, it's our job to kick him out. He's been defeated he still rules because people still listen to his lies, right? Anyway, on task, on task. <laughs> John 16, back to 16. Um, All that belongs to the Father is mine, Jesus said. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me and make it known to you. Here's four things. He's saying that the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. He's saying that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Think so you don't need to listen to CNN lies. <laughs> What's happening in the Ukraine? They're lying. CNN are lying. But number three, he'll, he will receive, Jesus said, he'll receive what is mine and make it known to you. Again, it's just the giving, constant giving of prophetic revelation, right? The thing that he also just said there in that verse is that the Holy Spirit will make the Father known to you so that you'll know that the Father is good because he's absolutely good and he doesn't change and there's no lie or shadow ever found in him and he is only good to you and only has good thoughts to you. All of those thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of thoughts that I was just saying a moment ago, they are good thoughts. They're not, oh, you messed up last week. Oh, you know when you were supposed to go share the gospel with that person? You said the scripture wrong. Like this is the things that stop people from sharing the gospel, right? God's not like that. He's like, she's sharing the gospel. Go. All of heaven's behind you. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it, right? And he's able to really fix if I flub a verse. I flub things all the time. We're human. He's able to fix all that. All of heaven is behind us doing that. Right? All of heaven, which is the anointing of God on your life when you do take the gospel. Um, the thousands of thoughts. So I'm going to just end because we do have uh, 
12 o'clock. So, and I'm not at all upset, by the way. So for me to know that tons of prophetic words came and healing was happening, that's actually what we're supposed to be doing. Everything that we do teaching in the pulpit is to get people to do that in the first place. <laughs> okay? So you understand, like, that's what happens is what we teach too. <laughs> so, okay, so, so that's why I was, like, crying, going, I'm so grateful. <laughs> so many prophetic words came, and just one after another, and they're powerful and prayed powerfully. So that's what changes us. Because revelation changes us. Information does not. Right? Information doesn't change us. We can fill our head full of information, but it won't change us. We can learn a few things and spout it out like we're experts. Lots of people in the world do. The thing that changes a person is to li- when you live by revelation, you catch it for yourself. You catch the thousands and thousands of thoughts the Father has toward you. You're catching who you are in Him. And then you go and take that out. And you, you then be the carrier of revelation carrier of God on the inside change lives all around about you because you've just gone I'm going to just trust God more than I've trusted people around me I'm going to trust God more than I've trusted CNN I I don't, I'm just picking on that one I don't mean to maybe I do <laughs> communist news network I used to call it that like in the early 2000s and people thought I was crazy <laughs> communist news network <laughs> anyway I knew that by revelation the Holy Spirit told me that by revelation, okay? So, because I'm not that smart. <laughs> but we follow the one who is, okay? Right? You follow the one who is and you trust in the one who is. And then, then you come off looking really smart. And then I'm like, so I literally, I can't take any credit for that. The Holy Spirit told me. <laughs> so be honest. Is the more honest you are like that, the more he gives you. Right? Okay. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Set your heart in a posture to just be open to the Lord and receive more and grow, right? So I'm going to pray right now. God, increase people's capacity for revelation. Increase people's capacity, God, for revelation. Increase their hearing, increase their seeing, increase their knowing and all of the ways that you give and bring revelation into our lives. I pray for the increase, Father God. I pray for the ability to, by faith to grab it, know it, do it, say it. If they see something, people, if people in this room, God, start to see things in the spirit, visions, dreams, long visions, short little pictures, God, I pray still for the faith just to reach up and grab it because you want us to be people who live this way, live by revelation, live by the prophetic in our lives. It is what you wanted from the beginning. And so I just pray, God, that there'd be great increase in people's lives, great increase. Stir our faith. God, help us, help us, help us. We ask, grow our faith, grow our faith. Increase us, God, increase us, God. I pray also that people would really read their word, God, and when they do, that you speak to them. The more word that you put in, the more ability that you'll have then to grab revelation prophetically and then and also understand what it means and interpret it, right? So I just pray, God, also, and I bless people's reading of Scripture. I pray they love it. I pray that they'd feed on it more than they feed on food, literally. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more resources like this or to find information about our weekly services, visit seashorechurch.com.